Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, Craig. Hey, Jeff. I, uh, I, you know, this is an occasion where I would normally have a nice song lined up. Yeah. Like just with a terribly off key. Yeah. Poorly written parody. Yeah. Uh, but not today. I'll tell you, I am pretty tired of spending <laughs> my creative energy on that. So what I am doing is figuring out how to use GarageBand, and we're gonna we're gonna have a real theme song, folks. What? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a real theme song. Maybe next week. Maybe in three weeks. I'm very bad at following through on things, as as our longtime readers uh, know. Um, but yeah, so Coop this Center is top this ten is, list. This is podcast versus everyone. I'm I'm Craig Powers, and with me is Jeff Newser. Yeah, uh, man. Oh man, we have a basketball, a men's basketball yeah. win to talk you, about. You know what that calls for? You know what that calls for? Beautiful. Yeah. Well, you should have told me I would have waited. I would have waited to crack my. We were, we were <laughs> That's t- all right. I figured it was more dramatic because I've been like, I'm not drinking beer right now. Yeah, I know. Now yeah, I'm maybe you should have been. Though. Maybe that's why they were losing. Maybe I. Should, you know what? Maybe that's true. But I didn't. I didn't have a beer during the game, and they won that one. So, wow. so now I'm having a celebratory beer. I. I even waited. I didn't. I didn't have one on February first. I waited until February second when I was on the show with you. Well, there I wa- you go. I want. I wanted. I wanted my first time in February to be special, Craig. Yeah, and still have an old beer, just uh, mill- like waiting for. Oh, I know. I should. I should be able to. Like, okay. So you know this. The listeners don't. So, um, it's it's end of semester time, which is the uh, easily the worst part of any any teacher's uh school year like it's not even close because you're 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 trying to get you know grades done and stuff finished and i've got seniors which means i'm trying desperately to help them pass and and then you've also got a new semester coming so you don't get to like you know there's (laughs) there's nothing on the other side you know it's like at the end of the school year that's the end of a semester but like you know you're not you know there's no classes the next week so i you know so I've been in the middle of that. I haven't been able to. I have not. I, I I think I've left my house to like go to the grocery store, and that that is that's about it for the last week. So in fact, I probably should be grading right now. But this sounded more fun. So yeah, we're gonna we can only my wait so long. I know. We 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 already put it off an extra day um, to talk about uh, just a an ass kicking of a a beautiful beautiful ass kicking um, that. Uh, Kyle Smith's uh, Washington State Cougars squad put on uh, Mike Hopkins, yeah, Norbund, UW Huskies. 
No spot. way. They were red hot, Craig. <laughs> well, they're morbid now. <laughs> Suck it. How did they beat Utah and Colorado? That's what I mean. Because I, they I hit know, a billion threes. I know. I know <laughs> how why. they did it. So it's it's that those two games. Uh, I wonder if we're going to look back on those two games the same way we look back on uh, Ernie Kent's Arizona trip. Well, I see. The, like the one thing that's different is they still suck. Played shitty defense in those yes, games. That's true. They just that's shot true. it. What the thing that was crazy about those Ernie Kent ones is because they shot it really well and they combined. So and they, they just, like beat defense. the hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this that like that's it's funny. If when I was writing the you know the last second preview that I wrote. <laughs> When I when I messaged you like an hour before the game yeah. and went like oh shit I've been busy all day and I totally forgot to write a preview it's not that I I knew that there was a game I was looking forward to the game I, I like told Amanda like hey I gotta have all my projects like we gotta have all these house projects done like by you know before five because yeah, I got five. a game to watch all that stuff yeah but I, I in that math I totally forgot to uh, to to you know write the actual preview that I always write so I threw one together and like I. You know, I don't, I, I don't try to make like super grand declarations in the, 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 those previews. I just kind of be like, this is what it looks like. This is what it'll probably look like. You know, this is how it goes. But I made sure to point out quite a few times that UW won those games because they hit 24 or 49 from three, like right. over a two game span. And it seemed unlikely I, to continue. Yeah. And I, and I, so I had a, like, I had a pretty decent feeling, at least that, you know, if, if they were, if they would just come back to earth three-point shooting like we had a pretty good chance because they you know uh, we pretty much I, I loved what they did they just exploited every weakness that UW has like they uh, they they just went right at their kind of smallish front line like obviously they have 7-4 Riley Storm but he's a twig and, and he doesn't play uh, that much he doesn't play. He plays like you know. I, I think he played a little more in that game, as you could have predicted, because in the first half, and then they figured out that that he was just getting picked on. Um, uh, but yeah, so they went right at him with like a post up to Deshaun Jackson in the very first play of the game, um, and then you kind of the tone was set. Obviously, they made that little run because they hit like three threes. And so they hit, they made it 13 to 12 after WC was up 12 to two. So yeah. you're like, ah, crap. Are they going to do this again? Like, are yep. they seriously going to yep. like make all their threes again? But they didn't, man. And, they did uh, not. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they never made enough of them to really make it all that interesting. I mean, there, there was, like you said, that little, uh, that little pullback there where they, they hit a few and it was like, okay, well, maybe. That was really maybe the say, only part of the, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, it's fine. Like I just remember, you know, on last week's show, I was like, "Yeah, let him let him bomb away from three. And then I looked at it and I went, "Oh, wait a second. Actually, it's not. It wasn't just last week. It was, you know, they'd been yeah. shooting pretty well for a while. Um, and it, but you know, as as you pointed out, extremely three reliant, right? Like, um, and and they had been good from two as well. And that was the part where I was most encouraged by the game. I, we'll circle back to that in a sec, but, um. You know, I, I was like, you know, really, they had, it kind of everything had been hinging on their three point shooting and, and it and it had been so good. And so, you know, you kind of knew, OK, well, if they if they have an off game of some variety, then, uh, you know, they'll probably they'll probably be in trouble or, or at the very least they'll be they'll be, you know, not scorching everything and, you know, making it so that it would be, you know, real, real tough for us to keep up. Uh, you know, and sure enough, they were just, you know, okay. 
from three, right? I mean, they they went they shot about their normal number of threes, which was twenty five. That's that's kind of right about where they've been for a while now. Uh, only made nine of them, which you know isn't terrible, but also I mean, that's, is, yeah, that's a good. I mean, yeah. if WSU would have made that percentage, sure. it would have yep. ran like it would not it even close. Would have been a twenty five point game. Yeah, <laughs> if, if if we'd made nine. Uh, of so course, there's like, very likelihood that on those missed threes that WSU grabbed g- grabbed an offensive rebound. We'll too. talk about that again. Yeah, I mean that that's what was so wild. Like I, 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 I don't think we want to talk about Washington too too much, but but man, did they look bad and and not like in a uh, God, they just look they look lifeless and and they look you know poorly coached and uh. Yeah, I was I was sort of surprised by that, and and we were definitely, um, you know, we we did not look like the team that had lost six in a row. You know, we looked like the team that just had the energizing wins and were ready to bring the noise. And I think some of that is you know having Isaac Bonton and, and Noah Williams, right? Um, yeah. Having those two guys leading you, and and you know just seeing this game as just a little bit different. Uh, but yeah, it's it one team looked like it was ready, and and the other team. Uh, you know, I don't know what the other team was thinking, but but they they just kind of got the brake speed off them all over the floor. And really, I mean, the 15 point game is not representative of, uh, you know, I, we've said that a few times this year, but, you know, and I'm, I'm sure some of that just has to do with, you know, being a young team and maybe gaps being a little closer than they should be. But but I mean, the only reason it was close, even that close was. Uh, you know, you'd have pressed them at the end and we made some very silly turnovers and, and, yeah, and they missed were, a bunch of were, free throws as yeah. usual. And so they were trying some like dumb passes like it, like it, it was, I mean, they ended up with a super high turnover rate. Like if you would have told me that they would come in and have a 18 turnovers, 24% yeah, yeah. turnover rate before the game, I'd be like, they are fucked, man. But yeah, I guess what we've said is like, what we said before the game is like that's just who they are now. They turn the ball over a lot, so if they do everything yep. else well, yep. like grab nineteen, like forty nine percent of your own misses is absurdly <laughs> high. I actually, well, especially me, for us, like especially uh, I got to look us. at the all time numbers here uh, where that ranks in the Kempom era. Uh, there have been there have definitely been some that have been bigger. I, I think I looked at it. Um, there, there. We've had a. Uh, it didn't make it into the top ten. Yeah, we've had quite a but, few over fifty percent, but still. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. Um, all, nine of the top ten are wins, except for a loss to UW in two thousand three, when they they grabbed fifty six percent of their rebounds. But this, a lot of these, the only UW, UCLA, and Oregon State, three of the top ten are are uh, are um, uh, the rest are like uh, you know terrible team so it, it was good to see but we kind of knew they could because UW just doesn't have a lot of size that they you know they play basically a four guard lineup at this point because they're just hoping for any you know that, that that's I think that's been fueling their offensive surge but uh I think maybe hop has just given up on defense but yeah let's let's talk about the Cougs man like no the way Noah Williams approaches this game is like every diehard Coog fan, like diehard Coog Facebook group, like fans, dream of what like Mike Leach would do in the yeah. like in the football Apple Cup. Like they just yeah. wish so hard. And the, the the way like Noah Williams approaches playing UW, just like like every Coog fan who's tired of 
their UW office mates in their ear every every year about this and that. And and like he he's just the most enormous chip on his shoulder and just yeah. loves talking shit, just relentlessly talking shit. And he backed it up in this game, even with getting tossed, like still like backed <laughs> it up and just like they were too small, as he said, too small to cover repeatedly, him. repeatedly, <laughs> um, apparently one too many times, one too many but times. Man, it's just it's fun. To, I mean, we. I mean, I know you've talked about it. We talked about it. How how much how easy he is to love, but when yeah. he just puts it on you, Dub, like he's done now three times, like it's 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 so great to watch. It's absolutely wild. I mean, he 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 approaches that game like somebody insulted his mom or something. Like I mean, it's it's like like he's defending uh, someone's honor, which you know, of course, we love, right? I mean, he's basically defending. Our, our school right so uh you know just watching the way that he goes about it uh the focus the intensity um you know there are certain guys who who get a little bit turned up by by the trash talk and and he certainly seems to be one of them um and he you know and i think it probably also isn't a coincidence that there's a little just a little more distance between uh that hard fall and now, <laughs> you know, yeah, I just of course. for obviously the first weekend he came back, he did not look healthy at all. Um, and then, you know, second weekend looked better, obviously looked better. Um, this this was the first time I think he looked, you know, fully healthy. He was not afraid to mix it up, was not afraid of contact, was, uh, you know, back to his, uh, you know, stealing the ball. <laughs> he yes. did that a few times, got a couple fast break layups out of the deal. Uh, he was just, you know, he was, he was doing all the stuff that, that we kind of fell in love with at the beginning of the year. But the only thing he didn't do great is he was two of seven from three. That one. Which is so funny. <laughs> but, it's if, like, if, but it's if like, yeah. Like, told, if, if, if someone had told, told you that, yeah. that Noah was going to be a 29% free throw shooter or three point shooter this year, you're probably like, yeah, that's fine. Like if he bumps it up to that, then cool. Yeah. You know, but, it's yeah, a, he was two he's of just seven. been so good that, you know, oh man, he only made two of seven. Like He's also but, a guy that's going to shoot seven now, but six and seven, five to seven pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, And since he started doing that, he's really kept his percentage and even like risen it. Like, so um, he's like, we say it every week, like the dude's just a legit three point shooter at this point. He is. Like it's, it's so nuts. Like, and, and, and. He, yeah, I, I, I honestly, he was two of seven because he took some really tough ones. Yep. Like, uh, especially like Bonton sat for a couple minutes and he took some tough ones there. And, and yeah, he just, and I, and I think, yeah, he, maybe the, the game, the playing against UW, he kind of had a, he was a little anxious and wanted to, wanted to hit some big shots and probably took some tougher shots than he normally would because his shooting percentage overall wasn't great, but he went seven of eight from the free throw line. Yeah, he still ended up with a 122-0 rating because he only turned the ball over two times with all that possession he was using. Um, just uh, three offensive rebounds, three steals, like just like a like the the stat fill the stat sheet filler that you he is, but with like uh like an assassin scoring mentality. It's, it's awesome. And he did it with, you know, what we've, what we've kind of gotten used to, which is an array of moves, right? Like, um, you know, he's, he's an opportunistic scorer. I, I would say, um, you know, with Bonton maybe being, 
you know, sort of the go-to guy who will, you know, force the action from time to time. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll push the pace. He'll, he'll find the creases. Um, you know, Noah seems to be at this point a little bit more of an opportunistic guy, right? He, you know, run out on a fast break and assist, uh, on a three, you know, someone will find him spotting up for a three, et cetera. But you need that guy, right? Like, like you don't need two uh, or more, you know, lead guys. You, you know, what you really need is, you know, it's, you know, it's the, it's the Batman and Robin thing, right? Like, you need the the guy who's there to to fill those spaces that you know can't be covered while people are paying attention to, you know, Isaac Bonton, and and that's what um, Williams has done so great. And and like we said at the beginning of the year, you know, he's. Boy, he's just—he's got to shoot. He's got to shoot threes. He's got to shoot threes. He's got to—he's got to make some threes. He's got to at least be a threat out there, right? Yeah. Um, and it's like, and now he is, and you're seeing what that does for the offense, where, you know, and, and how it opens up also his, you know, his two-point drives. His his two-point percentage is still a little lowish. You know, it's like forty-six percent. You'd rather that be forty-eight, forty-nine, something like that. He's still not like a super strong. Like, right. Uh, he's, right. He's very wiry still. And, and, right. And I, but still, that has improved a huge It's improved. Yeah. That's, and that's year. what I was, and that's exactly what I was going to say is some of that is, you know, that he's spacing the floor. Uh, gaps are there that maybe weren't there last year. Um, and he's just, he's able to get to the rim uh, more now than he was a year ago. It seemed like last year there was a lot, a lot, a lot of, you know, settling for floaters, settling for mid range. And, I don't mind those shots. I mean, he's still taking plenty of those uh, because that's that's something that he um, is is good at. But you also, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if if you can get to the rim, you'd rather get to the rim because those are the highest percentage shots, right? And um, and in fact, he had one monster, almost monster dunk. Uh, oh, that was so close. He just and I know he, I know he was fouled. I know he got bumped off it a little bit, but man, it was like oh, I just felt like he should have finished it, and then it would have. You know, like uh, my house would have been in 13 pieces. Oh, cause oh I yeah. Cause I, would have lost went, it. I mean, he definitely saw the lane and he saw a sword and he's like, I want to dunk on the seven foot four guy. Like that's 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 your target when you're that tall is. Yeah. If you're over seven feet, dude, like any guard is going to be like, I got to dunk on that guy. And he almost did. Uh, you know, if maybe if he uh, I, I don't know, like he almost did. And yeah, it's uh it's it's so it's so fun when to see him and honestly like the the techs are kind of kind of bullshit but once you get a reputation it's it's really tough to shake it and you know the arenas are quiet (laughs) refs hear everything right now and you know, so everything he does, everything he says, you know, people are hearing and, and he's obviously got a reputation. Uh, so he's, you know, he's getting these, you know, bullshit technical fouls. And, you know, I mean, cause refs are, refs are obsessed with, oh, uh, you know, sportsmanship is very important, you know, just whatever. I don't care, man. Talk all the shit you want. Yeah. Don't ever stop. So I wanted to put some numbers behind what you were saying about how he's going to the rim more. Yeah. And- Overall, of course, he's not going to the rim. Like he's not shooting a, a many percentage of his shots at the rim uh, because he's shooting so many more three pointers. So last year, um, just uh, s- about seventeen percent of his uh, shots were three pointers. This year, that's more than doubled. It's now at uh, you know thirty uh, thirty seven percent. So 
his his percentage of shots at the rim in total have dropped down. But when you look at compared to two point jumpers, this year thirty five percent of his shots are are at the rim, where only twenty eight percent of his shots are two point jumpers, and that's a good. That's a good evolution yeah. of your game to shoot more yep. threes, shoot more like and, and and then as a percentage of two pointers, shoot more of your shots at the rim. Because last year he did shoot forty one percent of his shots of the rim, so that was more. But he shot forty two percent of his shots as two point jumpers. So the floaters and the and the and the pull ups that you're talking about. So last yep. year he's went from forty two percent of his shots as mid range shots to just twenty eight percent, and he's shooting those threes at double the rate and he's hitting them at quadruple the rate. Like, so like this is, it's such an incredible, uh, you know, change in his game, uh, just adding that three pointer. And then, like you said, it allows him to get like, it allows those drives to go a little farther when the defender has to sneak up on you a little more. Um, it allows you to get by them quicker and get there before the defense can collapse and, and help. So I, it's uh, it's it's just he's so fun to watch now, and and like like you said, he he very clearly is healthy again, and uh, and that's that's huge, and and you you kind of start to think back. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about Bonson in a second too, but you you think back like this was the WCU wasn't even whole in this game, but it was probably one of the closer games to them being whole because they were missing about ten minutes from Bomba probably. But that's that's kind of an easier one to handle than like missing rap where he was you know playing more like twenty minutes or so and ha- doing and having taking care of the ball doing ball handling duties and stuff. But like you know WSU hasn't uh, had rap much and they and then even when they got rap finally back uh, he didn't play very much and then Bonton was out when he finally was able to play more. Uh, so finally Bonton's back. Rap, so they have their full guard rotation for the first time in a, in since before Cal, and so that's a huge deal. Like yep. to to be able to have three guards that you trust and can play for long minutes that can handle the ball. Um, it and and that's I was thinking about that. Like maybe this is just you know we're finally seeing them. Uh, it, it would help to play a bad team, but it it also. WSU, you weren't thinking they were going to beat anybody like this, uh, how they've been playing for the last couple weeks. Um, but just to see them whole again, and I, it, and Bamba was out with a, a toothache, so hopefully uh, he'll be back ache. in full. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, those are painful. Um, yeah, ouch. Um, but yeah, so uh, I know you were writing something. Obviously, you're not done with it, but uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, we got a, we got to, like, so people like to talk about Isaac Bonton. Obviously, I think that people have figured out that we're, we're both big Isaac Bonton fans. Like, like we're not like, you know, we, we're defenders of Isaac Bonton pretty frequently yeah. on this podcast, but Heck man, yeah. so right, right now on Bonton's sort of, uh, resume, he's got, he's got d- He's got the clay game. He won the clay game. And I, and I said after that, like, he is a legend forever for what he did against Oregon State to, like, make sure that they won that game. And so, whatever, that's on your ledger. And then last year at UW, um, he was huge. So he's got that. Um, and now he's got this year at UW where he was the best player on the floor. And, like, just 
uh, he was so good. Like, and when he's hitting those like tough shot, like when he just feels so good that he's gonna hit those like floaters in the lane where he's hanging too long and throws it off the glass or that spin around to set a six ten yeah, six with eleven like guy the, with the old shot. man underhanded scoop shot. And I mean that's he's... why that's why I said on Twitter I was like if you if you don't love Isaac Bonton you probably hate fun. Like like that's that's where I've landed because I like I get it early like I I totally understood early in the year and I kind of understood last year and and I get it like not everybody watches the team as closely as you as you and I do. You know, and we we watch the team really, really, really closely and we parse all the numbers, you know, down to, you know, ridiculous levels like, you know, like we just did with like Noah Williams and what percentage shots were. I mean, like like we are really, really, really tuned in. And and I certainly don't expect uh, everybody else is going to maybe necessarily be quite as tuned in. But what I do know is this, that like, you know, you can't watch like a couple of games early in the year. And then, well, I mean, you can, but it's like it. You end up looking very silly if you just watch a couple games early in the year. You make up your mind about a guy, and then that's it. And you never change your mind, no matter what happens. Like it just like like I'll never quite understand that because, you know, number one, when you're dealing with college players, like these guys are not finished products. Like this is why you know you're paying coaches all the money you're paying them, like. <laughs> Like it, like this ain't this ain't the NBA. These guys aren't, you know, kind of who they are at this point. These guys are still developing. They're still kind of figuring things out. And what we've seen with Isaac Bonton is a remarkable transformation. Like we knew, we knew he had the ability to be a potent scorer in him. Like we saw it last year. You mentioned the clay game. Like, like that wasn't the only game last year. And then, you know, of course, last year we saw kind of what happened to that offense when he was out. Right. And, and how much, you know, just kind of having him and Ellaby taking, you know, almost all the shots was kind of what, what had to happen. Right. Okay. So Ellaby's gone beginning of the year. Obviously Bonton seems to be feeling that pressure. He's, you know, trying so desperately hard to carry that with a whole bunch of freshmen around him and sophomores. And he just is not doing it right. And he's, he's out of control. He's, um, you know, getting himself in really bad spots where he can't really do anything with the ball. He's too far into the basket. He's uh, not real great at drawing contact when he's going to the rim. You know, just all these things where you just go, you know. And so I understood why people were kind of like, eh, you know, he's kind of killing the offense right now and maybe let somebody else shoot. And so I, I totally understood it. Conference play starts. Well, of course, the Oregon State game, I'm, I don't whatever. It's like the third game of the year. So whatever. But Arizona, really, the, the really sort of beginning of conference play. And since then, he has had one bad game, one like so-so game, one like above average game and like five or six great games. And And, and when I say great, I mean, I'm talking like. Like for this game, his offensive rating for this game was 116. Okay, so we've said this before on the show. Like a a neutral offensive rating would be like a hundred. 
but then it kind of scales your expectations kind of scale up and down depending on how many possessions a guy is using you know the more shots he's taking the more you know passes he's making etc the harder it is to be efficient so you you know you normally expect higher usage guys to have lower efficiency ratings like that's just kind of a deal but when you find a guy who's uh, both high volume usage and high efficiency like that's when you've got a deal so let me tell you, uh, Craig will back me up on this. 116 on 30% possessions is really fucking good. Like that's like win a game by yourself kind of good. Um, just so, so, so good. Uh, by the way, Noah Williams was 122 on 26%. That's a pretty damn good one-two yes. punch. Yeah. And especially <laughs> when both those guys played 36 minutes and 38 minutes. So. Uh, between the two of them, they played thirty average thirty seven minutes. So that's a hell of good one two punch. Um, like Bonton's been doing that more than not since since Arizona, and I I just I'll never quite understand um, how, like why people can't get off their spots. Um, I suspect part of it is that, you know, again, people just aren't watching the team quite as closely. They kind of they float in, they float out, they they make up their mind. And, and that's just kind of the deal. And, you know, they, they probably watch the UW game and think like uh, like my friend Chris does where he's like, I just want him to be this good against against good teams, not just bad teams. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm like, I've, we've been over this. Like, he's been awesome, except for one really terrible game. So against- that's it. Against tier A on Kempom, which would be a top fifty team or a top seventy five team that uh I mean his aren't his aren't that strict. It's more of a rating, but like just say basically roughly that. Top, top top fifty, 50 at home, top seventy five on the road. Basically that. So it's basically like you can think of it as quadrant one, as uh, similar to quadrant one. So he implemented that to kind of match the the NCAA. I can't remember if he did it. Actually I think he did it before. So uh, whatever. We'll give him that credit. So against the tier A teams, which would be uh, the Stanford game, UCLA game. Um, so actually, uh, Arizona at home counts as tier B. So I think it's even uh, less. Uh, it's even a, a tougher game at home. So Colorado at home, USC, UCLA, and Stanford. Those are the four tier A games. And those are four of the best defenses that they've played, aside from UCLA. Um, but UC, USC, Colorado, Stanford, very good defenses. Uh, he is taking a ridiculous 32% possession usage rate and absurd. They're almost 37% of the shots when he's on the floor, um, in those games. And his offensive rating is one, 112.4, which, which, okay. So you want him to play good against the good teams. He has, he has over and over and over again. Um, you could say that he wasn't good against Utah. Yeah, I think. I mean, you didn't hear last year everyone ragging on C.J. Ellaby when he had a bad game. And C.J. had some awful, awful games last year against good teams. Remember the Arizona game when he was one of eight? Remember that UCLA game where he hit the the, the game-tying three? He was awful in that game. Like, And he had been awful against USC the game before. Like, he just had, he had a tough – like, a bunch – he was up and down quite a bit because they're college basketball players. And guess what? CJ was drafted and he's in the NBA. Like it's so like this happens, but what I, what Isaac has done for the, since conference play, or since the turn of the year really has been remarkable. And it was just, it, it, it's a bummer that 
It has been coupled with WC having some roster issues, playing some really tough teams on the road, uh, so they really weren't able to take advantage of those good games. But guess what they did? And they did against Purple. So, like, they took advantage of his good game against the Purple team in in Seattle. Like, it's it's great. Like, he, he just, he, you know, fucked around with the Huskies, and he and he just like toyed with them for 40 minutes and it was hilarious and awesome um and it, and it's fun to watch him and Noah you know just go after someone like that um and and we got to say like a lot of other guys guys had great yeah. games too like it was but he like what i love about him is he plays with an edge but also with a joy like he smiles uh, on or around the floor probably more than anyone um, and he's just like, I mean, I don't know, like the hair's flying everywhere. Like, I, like, I just don't know how you don't love the kid. Like just watch him. He comes up big in big games. He comes up big in big moments. Uh, he's playing at an all pack 12 first team level right now. And that's with teams giving him tons and tons of attention defensively. The only team that's been able to successfully kind of shut him down in conference play is Utah. That's it. That's the list. Like and the and that virus. Yeah, and the flu virus. virus. Yeah, and like the rest of everybody else, nobody else has shut him down. Arizona has not shut him down. Colorado has not shut him down. Washington didn't shut him down. USC didn't shut him down. You know, I mean, it's like, like, like I don't, I don't know what more you want from a kid. Like he's, he loves being a coog. He plays super hard all the time. His motor never stops. Um, He's crafty. He pulls off all sorts of fun shit all the time. Like, I, I don't know, man, people, people who can't appreciate that. I just like, I question uh, how much joy they have in their life if they just, or if they just walk around just depressed and dour all the time and <laughs> being sad. Shots it's fired. Like, Cause I'm just like, I'm like, ah, oh, God, you should lo- like, everybody should love this kid. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, the only, again, the only thing I can think of is you know, people just made up their minds. They haven't really watched the team very much especially during, you know, a six game losing streak. And I know like people be like, well, who cares what he did when they lost six games? Like, well, it ain't his fucking fault. Like, <laughs> like he's been amazing. You know, it's, it's just that, you know, maybe the team wasn't as good or the defense maybe wasn't as good. Like, like he's doing his part. He's, but you know, I mean, listen, these are the same fans that, uh, you know, went, bon- went bonkers over Clay Thompson, um, last spring. And I guarantee you a non-zero number of people were in that arena who, you know, like 10 years ago, were like clay Thompson pouts too much. <laughs> like the team, the team just doesn't win enough. Like he can take a fucking million yeah, shots. We remember. It doesn't matter. Like we remember, Pepper we have the remembers. We have the receipts. We were there. <laughs> like we actually probably have the receipts so, in the game. Yeah. If you check the comments, on if the you Coop, check the game Coop Coop center from, from back in the 2011, day, 2011, 2010. Yep. Yeah. People just being like, oh, he's a little too patty. You know, he doesn't, they don't win enough games. I mean, if, if Clay was a real, you know, stud, they'd be winning more and they'd be the NCAA tournament. Like, just, you know, people, there are some people that are just, uh, that are just unpleasable. And I feel bad for those people. Cause to be honest, you know, this is, this, have some fun, man. Let it go. Enjoy, enjoy what these guys do and, and have a little fun. Cause, there's so much excitement building, and I know people are like, "Yes, I'm excited about the direction of the program, but I don't really like what Bonton does. I just, I wish he'd let you know the freshmen develop. Like, why are we worrying about freshmen developing when we're trying to win games right now? Yeah, I want to, I want to win as many games as possible 
And I like watching a good player go off, and that's fun. Yeah. And and, and speaking of letting the freshman develop, yeah, we have now two bona fide studs in the front court who are freshmen, and who yeah. were just absolutely owned UW in this game, and and FA Abigidi who desperately needed a game like this, and yep. then yep. Deshaun Jackson who's been playing like this for you know, a few games. And so, man, that's the, you know, FA had five offensive rebounds. Like he was the one. And then it, it's funny, like the, it wasn't just them grabbing the boards. They were forcing you dub, knocking the ball out off of them quite a lot. Like, but FA was really, he was kind of the, the fuel behind a lot of those. Like he was just making it really hard for you dub to grab rebounds. Like, and, and he was just back to his self, you know, 13 and 13. Um, two ridiculous dunks. Like, it was fun to see him, you know, have a good game inside again. Like, it was fun to see him do that and just pick on some people inside. It, this was the first team in a while that hasn't been able to just body him like crazy. Because, um, you know, I mean, that that's pretty obviously the uh, where, where his game needs to develop the most is is his strength. Right. Like, you know, this is a guy who had knee injuries. Well, guess what? When you got when you got knee injuries, you're not you're not doing a whole lot of lower body workouts. And, um, you know, that's obviously where he needs to get better is his legs need to get stronger and he needs to be able to hold his position better. Well, you know, he plays this team and, you know, they zone him up, gives him lots and lots of room to, to roam around and jump and get his hands on balls and. Uh, you know, so I think, I think that had a lot to do. He, he was just a lot more freedom of movement for him, uh, and the ability to get into space and just be athletic, which was great. And then Jackson, I mean, you mentioned they went right to him right out of the gate and post move and one right off the top. He's um, got moves, man. He has so exceeded what I ever thought he could be this year. And I don't know, like, I, obviously I didn't. Uh, have any great sense of what he could be, but you know, watching him the first couple of games he played and granted he was coming off an injury. So that probably wasn't totally fair, but um, yeah, I just kind of watch him. I'm like, yeah, I really like the way he moves around the floor. Uh, I, you know, I doubt he's going to be much of a scoring presence, but he'll probably, you know, get the odd, you know, catch and dunk and, and that kind of stuff. And it seems like every game, man, he expands his arsenal. And the thing that he does way better then so many big men like he is so far ahead of the curve on this is he has such a good feel for where the defender is yes um and he almost never I, I like i can't remember the last time he was called for an offensive foul um certainly not in the post uh i think he may have had one where somebody kind of fed him as he was cutting to the rim like on a fast break or something and he ran someone over but but uh he he has this great ability of catching the ball and just like rather than going straight to the rim, he'll kind of give like a, at least a little half turn and kind of look and see who's there. And a lot of times, and this is the other thing, a lot of times when guys do that, that, that allows the defense to catch up. But he, he almost looks at it like, okay, I'm, I'm assessing where everybody is, which means, okay, that guy's here. Okay, it's a little guy. If I go any farther, he's going to, you know, he's yeah, going to draw a charge. So, down, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to spin or or baby hook or, you know, if nobody's there or if somebody's coming from this way, then he spins the other way. Like he just has this great feel for where the defense is at and where it's coming from and how to avoid it and how to score. And I know he's only scoring like, 
I mean, I it feels like he's scoring more than like ten right now. Uh, and ten's well, not part of that it. Much, the free throw, if 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 he free can, throws is part of it. You know, sure. and and big guys we've seen, especially in the modern game, like we've seen big guys really be able to improve from the free throw line. I, you know, and I I don't think his his shot looks fixable. Like it looks like he can be a better shooter. I, 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 uh, he doesn't have like a hideous stroke or anything. Like it's just, it, he just doesn't have a lot of touch. Like, the, and so the consistency, he, yeah, the consistency, seems to be bad. yeah, he seems to, he doesn't always do the same routine, all that stuff. So yeah, it was three of seven from the line and he, but he, he still had a, over a hundred, 106 offensive rating with that, you know, cause yeah. he only turned the ball over once. Yep. You know, you, uh, you, you, Guys that get, it's if I don't know if you remember you know of course you do but Sean Kemp like guys that make their living in taking doing post moves actually turn the ball over quite a bit because they you know they're, they're getting called for travels and offensive fouls and, and stuff like that but like Ball's you said strip Jackson you know, just has such good spatial awareness and he's and he's got very good feet and 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 he's he's an athletic guy so you can see his body control like. It, you usually don't see it that much in like big strong guys like that, but you can see yeah. he he's got body control, and that's why he's able to you know go through contact and draw fouls so well. And he and it's incredible that like he really truly is skilled at drawing fouls. That's why he needs like if if he can tick that up to 75 percent, like he'll be uh, just a, yeah he'll be a, a monster. A monster, and he's st- he that's that's really the only thing holding him back because he started finishing from twos. He was struggling earlier in the season, actually finishing through contact. He's t- starting to finish, and he's just he's gotten better. Like it, he's gotten better at at his post moves at, in array, like going a different. You know, he uses different moves. He had a beautiful little baby hook over sword. Like that was that was awesome. Like just knowing that's just intelligence, knowing what to do in that situation knowing what's going to work because he had went right at Sorn because he's you know probably stronger than Sorn uh but Sorn is so tall it just blocked his shot so then he just went like hey I'll just do a little baby hook over him and lefty lefty baby lefty hook. baby hook not not just any baby hook but he came over his right shoulder with a little lefty baby hook oh uh, you, like, me- you remember when like- when Aaron Baines his junior year especially into his senior year perfected that hook like he just became so tough to stop. Well, yeah, when you're that strong and you're that broad, like that's that's a lot of space that you generate just by turning to the side. Yep. You know, and so. and I, I brought up Baines because you know I think we you talked about how Jackson was injured earlier in the season, and it, with big guys, it really it can like an an injury can set them back so much, especially a guy that plays with strength so much. Um, because I don't know if you remember Baines' sophomore year, like he was, he broke his foot in preseason and missed the first six games. Really took him by the end of the season. He had taken over the starting spot from Ivory Clark and and was yep. playing really well. But he started out really slow. It's it, it's kind of reminded me of with Jackson because they're both just huge bodied. You know, I know people don't want to hear it, but Baines pretty athletic. Like they're athletic guys. <laughs> Baines is super athletic. Yeah, um, That's how um, you play in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So they they remind me like Jackson seems uh, like farther along than Baines was as a freshman, obviously. Yeah, uh, and and it's so exciting, like like yeah. to see because he seems like a guy like 
you're at least gonna have him for like three years, probably. Like, Seems like it because he because he just doesn't he doesn't have that like wow wow athleticism. But yeah, I definitely he definitely seems like a guy that could play in the NBA if he gets especially if he gets better at rebounding. Like if he gets a, bit, a better rebounder and and maybe some of that as he's playing alongside Effa and there's just aren't a lot of there's not a lot of rebounds to grab and it's not his job to grab them. That that's often can be the case sometimes but yeah um i i'd like to see him be a, a better defensive rebounder in particular but uh so far like you're talking about a freshman big like these two freshman bigs that wsu has like when does wsu ever have freshman bigs like this and we have two of them like it's Never. nuts and like <laughs> it's absolutely nuts and i that's why i you know we really hope you know i i hope they, they can like use this and 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 get some more W's down the stretch so, you know, we can finish on a strong note here and leave this six-game losing streak in the dust because there's just so much to be excited about on this team. And it was fun to be excited about it, like, while watching a game again. Yeah. And, and but the, by the way, they did all this with two rotation players posting zero offensive rates. I know. So that's where I was going to – that's where I was going to get to was, man, are, are we are we panicking about Yakimovsky yet? Uh, I – I really, I mean, they definitely uh, cut into his minute. Like DJ Rodman cut into his minutes uh, yeah. this game for the first time, really. Um, yep. Uh, you you kind of see why DJ was starting at the like maybe maybe this is what Yakimovsky was doing like in preseason. It wasn't looking so great. Um, obviously, Yaki has the higher ceiling of the two, um, but it's just. He has just been he's not been shooting. And 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 if he yeah. can't hit jump shots, that's kind of all his offensive game has been. Um, very rare. Like, I mean, we talked about this. Him and Rodman have almost identical uh, offensive games in terms of what they do. They 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 mostly shoot threes and then they occasionally will drive to the rim if like someone closes out too hard or whatever. And uh, that's pretty much what they are. And right now, Rodman is doing that a little better because he's actually hitting some of the threes. He hit one. Um, yep. I, I, he's not playing, you know, like he, I, I will say he's – he seems like he's playing better defense too. Like it's hard to get a read on that, but yeah. he seems like he's playing defense better. And, and he, he's a little more tenacious and, and – uh, you know, going for rebounds and stuff, but although a uh, Yakamaski probably just a, a better rebounder because of his length uh, in general, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's not, it, I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see Rodman get a start over Yaki this weekend. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a, it's, it's not a referendum on Yakamaski or anything like that. It's just, man, you know, he looks like a guy who, 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 he's just he's just slumping, man, and he's yeah, pressing, and you know, and and the biggest thing is like when I watch him shoot, you know, we we marveled at his shot form, you know, early in the year, like oh man, look at that shot, and they all look like they're going in, and that's amazing, and you know, all of those things, and his shooting form doesn't look good right now, <laughs> like it doesn't, it just he just looks really tight to me. Like yeah, it, it, the shot doesn't look fluid. He doesn't look fluid. Every time the ball's in his hand, he looks like, ah. and so, you know, you bring a guy like that off the bench. Okay. And now all of a sudden, all right, he comes in and you know, maybe, yeah, like go in there, shoot, shoot some, like go shoot, you know, like you're coming off the bench, 
go shoot. We're not trying to establish anything. You know, we're not we're not trying to you know execute the game plan right off the top the way you would when you're starting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I you can take a lot of pressure off a guy uh, just simply moving him to the bench a little bit and then letting him come you know bomb away a little bit. And um, I think that would be I, I would be 100 percent on board with that plan. Smith sounded reluctant, you know, when he talked about it last week, but that was before this game, and he was just like, frankly, he was terrible in this game. Like it was. The, like that was truly one of the worst performances yeah. I think didn't, I've so seen in a long time. Didn't didn't like miss his three three pointers. Didn't take a free throw. Didn't take a two pointer. Didn't record a rebound. Didn't record an assist. Two turnovers. Didn't record a block. Didn't record a steal. Like that's and two fouls. Two fouls. Like it's, in ten minutes. And this is in ten minutes. Eighteen like, minutes. Eighteen, sorry, 18 minutes. minutes. Sorry, I was yeah. looking at the. possession yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but 18 minutes like in 18 minutes you took three shots and you don't accidentally come up with a rebound and you know yeah it's uh, i feel bad for the kid you know like like that sucks and he is a freshman you know it's like yeah but i mean freshman this happens to freshmen you know and yeah so he's uh, he's uh, gone he he's his last four games over four over three over one over three from three so he hasn't hit a three since yeah. usc so he hasn't hit a three in you know over two weeks it's going to be a, you know close to a month by the time he plays again you know <laughs> like and so a that's, lot has been asked out of him yeah for sure like you he know, was playing huge him, minutes that's hard. Like and he, he was i mean let's not forget he he did come up really huge in a couple of games arizona like uh he was really important so you know he's he's slumping it happens you know yeah, and, and I, he's like he's got the tools. Like you can see them, and so they're gonna come back. But honestly, fine. like he's not playing well right now. Like you're, he needs a change. He he needs a change. So, um, yeah, fully on board. Uh, let's let's maybe see Rodman, uh, get a start. Um, yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, yeah, and it's funny. Rap uh just went went over um as well. Back to his early season ways. Uh, I'm sure that his plus minus was amazing, though. Uh, I don't know if it <laughs> I was. I can tell you. Just, okay. just a sec. I can tell you. Uh, Vova uh, had some great see. minutes. We, we got yeah, to I wanted to talk about Vova. Vova had that amazing tip at the end of the first half. He was, it's, he it's was so, very excited about that. It, I think Elise Woodward <laughs> was like, oh, I think that was Abigini. And like, Vova's sitting there jumping up and down. He's so running excited, down the floor, like, flexing. Pretty sure shooting. it was Vova. <laughs> pretty sure yeah. it was Vova. So, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. He he was he was you know he just was big and yeah he got he got you know in twelve minutes, four boards, you know four two a two, uh, I don't you know he he uh, had one turnover but that was Bonton's fault honestly like he gave yeah. him a he gave yeah. him a pass in the lane that I he, can't believe they credited uh, that to him that 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 should have gone to Bonton <laughs> yeah because there's no way you can expect your seven foot one grizzly bear to, to catch that that far away from the basket and and do something with it like that ain't happening well, they, they've so. tried that a few times with him and it's like guys no let's let's like maybe in practice he like catches it and dunks on people i don't know like in the game like he just looks like i don't i don't that. i don't see how he's going to make <laughs> that journey from 12 feet yeah. to the basket without yeah. something no. Without Something's someone stepping in front of him or, or yep. you know, so like it's just it's too far out for him. But he definitely yep. like he definitely was that big person for 12 minutes that you yeah. that you want. And, you know, spelled 
guys when foul trouble, of course, like, you know, Deshaun was in foul trouble and uh, they needed him. Um, one thing that uh, Smith talked about um, was tightening the rotation. You can definitely see that starting. Um, yep. Tony Miller played two minutes. Otherwise, it was uh, the top nine that you would expect uh, in the game. And, and I, I think you'll see those top nine be the majority of the minutes going forward. Well, and it was it was really even kind of more like a top eight, basically. Yeah. It was because uh, Miller played, you know, whatever, his two minutes. Uh, and then it was, you know, Abigidi, Bonton, oh, Jackson, yeah. Yakimovsky, so, yeah, Williams. Um, yeah, so, and then Rodman, Markovetsky, and Rapp. So the only one, so, when I say top nine, it, like I would include, uh, I think Bomba will still probably get some Yeah, minutes. he might have. He might have. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I think, you know, it's, it certainly seems like his, the amount he's played is, is sort of correlated to, to whether Rapp has been available. True. Um, and, and I don't know watching that game. I mean, maybe he might have played five minutes, maybe. Uh, but I, I don't know that I watched that game and thought, boy, here's a spot where Bonton really would have gotten, you know, 10 minutes Bomba. or something yeah. or Bamba. Sorry. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't know that there was a spot there where I was, I was thinking, yeah, he definitely, you know, would have used these minutes or would have been useful here. Or Smith probably wishes he could have turned to him right here. Um, you know, he might've well, been useful think, like, for a little bit, but against a zone too, it's like tough for him. Right. Um, right. But you know, Yep. And he would have he would have messed some stuff up with like offensive rebounds. He would have gotten in there, got his hands on some balls, you know, whatever. I mean that he definitely would have contributed. I just I just don't think he probably would have played probably would have played that much. I mean he might have taken five minutes away from rap, but but that's probably it. Um, and so I think I think this these are the eight guys you're gonna mostly see. You know, you might see Miller for five minutes. You might see, depending on the matchup, you know, five to ten. Uh, you might see Bamba for five to ten. But I, I think these guys, you know, and you might see, and some of that might have to do with, you know, Markovetsky, right? Because he had kind of fallen out of favor just a little bit over the last handful of games. His minutes had kind of dwindled. Yeah. You know, so I think I think some of that, depending on matchups, you know, whether you see Miller for a little bit or Bamba for a little bit or Markovetsky for a little bit just kind of depends on, you know, what basically what size a guy you want to plug into that eighth spot Well, I'd, for I'd, any given game. I I wouldn't be, like, if they want to go smaller, I wouldn't be uh, shocked to see him take some minutes at the three from Yakimovsky yeah. as well. Yep. So, yeah, it's possible. Um, just for depends sure. on, you know, who you're playing. and, and uh, But that's nice, you know, to have some guys that we can plug and play there. Um but yeah, it's. I mean, eight eight guys is a pretty standard college basketball rotation. Yeah, yep. And that's that's about where you want to be. Yeah. Um. You know, and there's no reason to go. There's no unless you play a high tempo, um. You know, high, uh. You know, possession style. You know, high press, high whatever. Press especially. Um. There's there's really no reason to to go nine ten deep once you've kind of figured out maybe the best way you can play. And, and I think now that they're healthy, I think that's the big thing. Um, I think now that they're more or less healthy, uh, most of that, you know, they, Smith can now tighten that up in a way that he probably wishes he could have done, you know, a little while ago. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting, man. It's exciting. And we're coming up on, uh, so we got, we got another road trip here and then we got five in a row at home 
which is exciting because man, it feels like they've been on the road for for freaking ever. Um, but you know, they got we... Oregon and then Oregon State, and you know, may, maybe you can get the Oregon State game. Maybe they can get Oregon. I don't know. You know, maybe. But should we take a break? Because it's we just talked about one basketball game for about half as long as the basketball game went. <laughs> um, to, we'll take a break and then we'll preview this upcoming weekend and we'll talk about uh, you know volleyball, women's hoops. Um, you know, soccer, football schedule is out. Uh, this is gonna be a long episode. I already know. Um, sorry, Jeff. Yeah. I know you have grading to do, but let's <laughs> let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk more. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over two million vehicles and fifty thousand more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back. I need I need to tell you, I'm not doing any more grading tonight. Ah, <laughs> good. Of, it's just a matter of when I get to go to bed. Ah, uh, well, well, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So. <laughs> I know. I look. I didn't even realize how much we had talked at this point, and I'm looking down at my screen now. I'm going, "Oh my gosh!" Like, well, we talked for a long time. That's what we get for game. winning. God, imagine yeah. if we imagine hey. if we swept a weekend. How long? I make no, apolo- I make no have, apologies. If we, if for we talking sweep about a, a weekend, yeah. If we sweep a weekend. If, if, if the men's hoops team sweeps a weekend, like we're probably gonna have to record a separate episode just to talk about that, and then we'll record <laughs> part another a, episode. Part B. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, so what you drinking, Craig? So well, maybe I, I should talk have, first. I don't know. You should talk first. Uh, I just had a exploding beer. Like uh, <laughs> you, you, you talk uh, for okay. a sec, and I'm gonna All go right. get a, a towel. <laughs> All right. Well, now that I'm now that I'm uh, back on the back on the wagon, or off the wagon, I don't know. It's off the wagon, I think. Uh, yeah, had a little uh, Rubens Crush, little Rubens P and W Crush, a little uh, juicy hazy IPA. Um, a delicious way to break my fast with uh, with drinking beer. So um, that was good and and very exciting. And uh, yeah, I I have I have missed my beer. Let me tell you. Uh, it's, it's exciting to, uh, to, I, I didn't think I would get excited. I haven't been this excited about a beer since I was a freshman in college. So, all right, I'm back. It's good. All right. What are you, what are you having? Well, what were you drinking? Oh, did you miss it? <laughs> you didn't hear any of that. Yeah. I was getting a towel. I was, I was being serious. <laughs> uh, well, I know, but I thought, I thought you were back. Uh, I have, I'm having a Rubens PNW crush. Ah, uh, nice. Is what I'm having. Yes. Nice. The very drinkable, very juicy hazy ipa and like i said i haven't been this excited about a beer since i was a freshman at stevenson so ah very good uh so what about you so earlier i was drinking um i I wanted to uh from a a a very small new brewery but it's a collaboration from with structures uh with a brewery called fast fashion who i honestly like i don't know a lot about i'm pretty sure they're tied to the masonry the uh the beer bar slash pizza place. Uh, there's a couple spots in Seattle. 
uh, because that seems to be who's been promoting them and kind of that's where you buy their beer and stuff. So somehow connected the masonry. Um, so they're like a new brewery called Fast Fashion um, in, in Seattle, uh, and they did a collaboration with Structures. Uh, so it was brewed at Structures, which is in Bellingham. I believe we've talked about Structures on here before. Great oh, brewery yeah. um, called Too Fast, Too Fashionable. Um, of course, a wink to the Too Fast, Too Furious movie, um, which some people uh, just love uh, that series. Um, uh, you know, very, very popular. Uh, uh, but this is, uh, you know, as a hazy IPA, um, it was a good hazy IPA, uh, but it was just, you know, uh, a hazy IPA. It's got all the good hops, Galaxy, Nelson, Mosaic, all that good stuff, double IPA. Um, real nice and easy to drink. Uh, nothing kind of, you know, like, I, I mean, it, it was well made. It's, it's what they all taste like these days. Uh, the one I just opened that exploded all over me is, um, a beer. I've, I have several of that, but I've been saving for just opening on, uh, and, and this, it, you're going to laugh when it's the beer that exploded all over. And when I try to decide to open it, but it's, uh, a, a DAB, D-A-B, Dortmunder Export. Um, <laughs> the original Dortmunder from, from Germany made in, uh, brewed in Dortmund, Germany, um, wow. uh, which, uh, which I have like a stash of, which I meant to, like, you know, like drink while watching the matches. And I suddenly realized I don't really like, uh, drinking beer that much at six 30 in the morning <laughs> while sitting in my, in sitting in my like <laughs> living room. Uh, it's not that fun. Um, or at or at eleven forty five a.m. on a weekday. On a weekday, yeah, that that wasn't happening. Um, so I've been saving that, like, oh, maybe big wins, but you know, those have been <laughs> those have been hard to come hard by. to come by uh, for for Dortmund this season. Uh, but hey, they, they they just did. It, it was it was a miserable, like disgusting affair. But they just advanced uh, to yes. the, it, to the to the quarterfinals of the DFB Pokal for the first time in like four years. So hey, they did that. Uh, like Leverkusen and and uh, and, and Bayern, Bayern are out. out of that tournament. Yep. That is our best yep. chance to get a trophy this year. So I'm all yep. in on the DFB call. So like I am excited about this win, even though you and I were not having very much fun watching that today because <laughs> it was a goddamn miserable VAR fest. Like, uh, it's, dude, our, our team, our German team is so much like our Cougs. Like we watch them and we're just waiting for the dumb shit to happen. Like, it's just, it feels like every game right now is cow week with, with, uh, BVB. It's like, it's like, my God, like what, what's going to go wrong? Who's going to get hurt? And of Who's course gonna I not make a shot. Who's going to miss a penalty? Like I opened this, this beer me. that's been doing nothing but sit in my fridge for like a, a few months and it. And it explodes all over the place. Like it's perfectly fitting. I got it all over my, my, all over my pants. Like I smell like beer. Let's, let's do the rest of the podcast. All right. All right. So, so, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So so this weekend, uh, men's hoops at the organs, as you said, um, you know, you, as you said, hoping you get that Oregon state one for sure. Like that's, that's the one this weekend that you're like, it, if, if you want to finish strong in the season, especially if you want to finish with like a winning record and, and all that, like this is one you probably got to get. Um, so that Oregon state game, but we'll, we'll start with the Oregon one. 
Um, you know, WC hasn't played Oregon yet this year. Uh, they probably aren't as good as I thought they would be earlier in the season, but they're still pretty good, especially on the road. Tough game. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think, Jeff? What, what are your thoughts uh, heading into this one? So I haven't watched Oregon play at all. Uh, one thing that I find interesting about them is they're they're pretty small, um, so they they don't they don't go any bigger than six eight on in terms of regular rotation players. Yeah. Um, but they're also not small small either. <laughs> like like they're like four of their starters are six 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 and six eight, um, and their point their starting point guard six two, their backup point guard six four. And it's like, okay, so they're not, they're not small in the sense that, you know, they've, they've got good length everywhere. And, and so that's the, you know, that's kind of been uh, Dana Altman's, you know, calling card is get these guys who um, are, are versatile and, and long and they, they just bother you uh, really all over the place. Um, and what's wild about them is, you know, so they've got the 36th best defense uh, in the country in terms of adjusted defensive efficiency. Um, they put teams, they put opponents on the free throw line at a little bit, you know, a little bit higher rate than you would expect for a defense. That's that good. And, and then what's wild is teams make like 80% of their free throws against Oregon. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Like, Hey, you know what? <laughs> Maybe Oregon's free throw defense is just that bad yeah. that we can do that. It's possible. It's yeah, possible. it's true. So anyway, it's just, I don't know. Like I was, I just find that interesting that, um, that a team, you know, so good at that. And, and, and what they do that, um, you know, again, they, they're kind of, and, and I don't know, you know, how much they zone, how much they man to man, but they, they sort of have, um, they have a little bit of the profile that like Jim Bayheim's matchup zone teams used to have mm -hmm. where they, they'll give up a bunch of threes, but the percentage on the threes is really low. Um, and you know, we talk on the podcast about how, you know, the, the conventional wisdom with three point shooting is or three point defense is the only thing you can really control is whether a team takes a three point attempt or not. Like if you're if you're closing out on them there and, and you're making the three pointer really tough, they're probably passing it up. And so you can you can literally suppress three point attempts with your defense. Um, typically, when you allow a lot of three point attempts, then you're sort of rolling the dice. Well, every once in a while, there are defenses that are so. Um, you know, to, to borrow a catchphrase, long and athletic on the perimeter that they both give up a lot of threes um, and, while also making those threes really difficult. And it also typically correlates with long defensive possessions, and Oregon does that too. So they're 211th, 17.3 seconds per offense or defensive possession. Um, so they make you – basically they make you work, and – a lot of times you end up settling for a contested three. Basically, that's what the stat profile says. So, uh, you know, that, <laughs> that that may or may not be good for us. Uh, you know, we're not a great three-point shooting team anyway. So, uh, you know, we'll kind of see where that goes. But but that's that's only the first thing that sticks out to me kind of in looking at the, at the matchup for sure. So one thing we should mention is that we're not even 100% sure this game is going to happen. Like, Oregon skipped its last also two games. Also true. Skipped its yep, last two games because of being in COVID protocol. Obviously, that could happen to any team at any point. So, but yep. uh, in terms of like th th these are definitely up. This is definitely up in the air a little bit. Although Smith is talking like it's going to happen. So um, they did. They you know Oregon 
lately has been um, kind of bitten by this, but they they have a they did have one six eleven guy who was injured for the season. Uh, he'd be a, a big factor for them, um, Dante. But uh, he's out for the year. They had the they had the same thing happened with Bull Bull last year. So um, uh, bummer for Altman. He's been oh uh, man coaching. I feel so yeah. heart, I feel so heartbroken for Oregon. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he's been uh, his prized his prized recruits are coming in and just getting hurt. That's uh, um, I don't know if Dante will will bolt uh, to the NBA, but um, he's definitely a good player. But um, yeah, th- so Duarte, who's one of their better players, was out out COVID protocols last game. That was you know who knows how uh, that was like Oregon State, so that was uh, t- it'll be two weeks before this game at that point so i think that if that's all and he wasn't didn't get really sick that he'll he'll probably be fine and play um but yeah so if it does happen yeah like you said that they're you know they're they're they have an interesting profile and i you hope that you know wsu the size again is something they can exploit um yep. and even though they're they're pretty good defensive rebounding team maybe still they can i don't know like it just seems like wsu has overcome that uh just because like the talent like the offensive rebounding talent of uh fa and of deshaun and uh they've, they've been able to kind of bother teams and and vova too i should give them credit for that too um but yeah so it, it, maybe maybe they can uh get after him there i mean they, yeah there's not a lot on defense they're, they're two point percentage defense like you know so maybe really the size is what you hope um you know it's even with noah you know, attacking the rim and you only got to worry about a six six guy down there maybe that's that that's good too so yeah i think you, you've seen wsu attack inside against teams that struggle to defend inside um so i wouldn't be surprised if we saw them go after oregon inside um again and, and maybe that's the way you can gum this game up get some get yep. some easy points and because yep. uh you know uh d- defensively um i it's just oregon it's 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 interesting is they they just do they shoot really well inside the arc like that's that's kind of what they do um they go at the rim quite a bit 39 percent of their shots um uh, they shoot well at the rim, 63%, which, you know, given the size of their players is really impressive. Like Duarte is shooting 72% at the rim. Uh, Omiori, I don't know, Omiuri, uh, 63%. Uh, so even these these smaller guys, 6'6 six, six guys, are very good at attacking the rim. Um, so we'll definitely need, you know, you got to hope that, uh, um, you know, the size again, F.A. and Deshaun and Vova can just bother them. I actually, this does not seem like a game that Vova will get many minutes to be honest. No, no. Duarte's <laughs> um, awesome. Like if he plays, that's, I mean, he missed the game against Oregon state and they lost, <laughs> you know, uh, not that necessarily one guy should make that much of a difference, but he is really, 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 really I mean, for, good. He's like, for, we, we were, 46% from three, 65% from two, 87% yeah, from mean, the line. He's, he's, that's absurd numbers. Yeah. We were talking about how our six, five shooting guard, we're hoping he gets to like 48, 49% on twos. Uh, this six, six guard is making 65% of his twos. So uh, to, to go 45 from three, 65 from two and 87 from the free throw line is like, that's 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 really really and really. He's, he's just so, very athletic because he blocks shots, yep. he steals. Like yep. he, he's he's just an yep. all around. He's the athletic. linchpin. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he's the one. Yeah. They they don't 
they don't really have like you know their their guy that's camping in the lane is going to send shots away, but they have guards that will block. You know, you, if you go at them, the the yep. they can block your shots. So, yep. uh, yeah. So, but their two point defense is yeah, exactly. only so so. That's so. This is what this is what we hope. Score inside. Uh, maybe some maybe win the three point lottery. I think we're due for that. Yeah. Because uh, they do allow a lot of threes, like you said. Yep. Um. So maybe. Maybe hopefully, hey Yaki, DJ, come on, hit, yep. hit, yeah, yep. you get three shots, hit two of them, come on. Yep. Uh, and this should be a game where FA, you know, I talked about how FA found some room in the last game. I, I mean, yeah. this should be. I'm liking FA. This should be another one of those games. I mean, they let. I mean, I'll give you even one more. You know, they are the worst two point defense in Pac-12 play. Mm-hmm. They're giving up 55 percent on twos in Pac-12 play. 83 um, percent on free throws. Yeah, free throw <laughs> defense gets you every time. They've only played Colorado um, once. That's amazing. So the big thing is, if there ever was a game for us to break out of our give the ball away situation, <sighs> this would be the one. They steal a ton. So Oregon basically, again, you know, you can you can only kind of conclude so much from looking at the stats, but their stat profile is that of a team that gambles on defense. So they'll give up some twos. But they're also going to steal the ball a ton. They're number one in the conference in steal percentage in in conference play. They 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 steal the ball on twelve percent of opponent possessions. That's a lot. That's a lot, a lot. So, um, you know, they're they're trying to generate turnovers. They're trying to chase you off. They're they're trying to uh, make your three point three point uh, attempts tough. They're trying to make you work real hard on offense, um, and it's working for them, obviously. So. Uh, you know, it's it, it, taking care of the ball a little bit in this one would, would really go a long, long, long way. I mean, look, we saw in the first half against Washington what happens, right? They only have five turnovers in the first half, and they had a million offensive rebounds. They're not going to get those against Oregon. Um, Oregon's a great defensive rebounding team despite their size, which is really impressive. Um, but, you know, you saw what happened when you don't turn the ball over and you get some offensive rebounds. All of a sudden you get this what we call shot volume where it's like, you know, if you if you just simply get up a shot, you know, some good things can happen. Either the shot goes in or you miss the shot, but you get the offensive rebound and maybe you put that one in. Um, turnovers, obviously, nothing good can happen. Uh, and so if in this game, it sure would be nice if they could keep turnovers down around like 15 or less. Give themselves a chance. You <laughs> yeah, know? because Oregon uh, doesn't turn the ball over. No, I mean, you have the nope. team that turns the ball over the most in the conference versus the team that turns the ball over the least in the conference. Yep. So yep. Uh, that's if if you're looking for a reason why WSU is going to lose this game, like if they, if they're if it's just kind of too much to overcome, like it's a lot of it's they could play really well and the turnovers could be their doom. So like, yeah, uh, they yep. really need to. And. and Yep. Again, it's it's tough to say that they will because they just haven't shown it. Yeah, it, it's just, this just screams out a game. This screams out an Ernie Kent game where they make a bunch of shots and you go, man, it sure felt like the offense was better than that. But the reason why is you know eighteen, nineteen turnovers, right? And it makes it real, real tough when you come up with those empty possessions. So I, I don't know. This is like you said. This is who they are. Uh, you know, you just, maybe I think hope you get, uh, cause I, I, you know, I, I have sort of given up on the idea that somehow, you know, Kyle Smith and, and, you know, the other coaches are going to coach it out of them. So, you know, maybe you just hope for variance and that this is just a game where, you know, they get away with some passes that they don't always get away with. I mean, 
I mean, Bonton, for, for as much as I loved him, I mean, he made some passes against Washington where I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like the one where he whipped it from the opposite side through the, the key. <laughs> it was like, like okay. That, an incredible like, pass. Great. But... Like, incredible pass, but, oh, my God, what are you doing? You know, it's that's, that's just who they are. So uh, this would be a great game for some variants where uh, they, they just have an unreasonably low – turnover percentage and and maybe uh generate some extra points out of that for sure i, I do think like especially the way wsc's defense has been trending they can give oregon trouble um defensively uh yep. at least pr- hold down the shooting percentages and then clear the glass uh because they're probably not going to turn the ball over uh wsu doesn't force many and oregon doesn't give it away so uh so if they can just prevent you know interior buckets and they can make it tough inside um and and avoid getting rained on from threes like some teams have done you know that you know i could see them at least holding that that part of it down but again if wsu is going to lose the free the the turnover you know battle if they're going to give it away 22 percent of the time and oregon's going to give it away 14 percent of the time you know in terms of like total numbers when you know if you're looking at 18 versus 10 at the end of the game that's that's going to be eight times that Oregon got a shot up and you didn't. So that's yep. so if if you're if you're thinking even if Oregon's only shooting forty percent and they make three or four of those shots, then yep. then yep. like that's the game right there. So uh, right. yeah, you're yeah. talking you're talking a difference of like six to ten points basically. Mm-hmm. Yep, just from that. So yeah, hold on to the damn ball for once, please, God. Yep. All right. Um. Yep. So yeah, That'd that's great. that's uh, that that's 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 what an Oregon. Uh, <laughs> upset would look like but oregon state obviously they've already beaten them once this year yep um it, it was an ugly game <laughs> it was def very much an early season wsu game which many of them looked like oregon state yeah. has come up with some shocking wins uh yeah uh, taking down usc uh oregon obviously with you know duarte out but still like to beat them yep. on the road, yep. Uh, yep. you know Arizona State. That's not really a shocking win to grab, and Cal isn't. But um, they've played especially a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, th- uh, so that's uh, they they've got some like wins. Like they they maybe look a little better than they did when WSU, you know, played them in december 5th or whatever day it was, uh, December 2nd. Uh, but they they're still like not great you know like ethan thompson is he's definitely done a little bit like he was really struggling with uh with the shot volume they seem to have ticked him down a little bit he is not shooting at the volume that he was early in the season like where he was he was like at bonton and levels and now he's now he's he's much lower and his efficiency has kicked up quite a bit because of that um because he never i he never really projected as a player that's going to be like that, that, you know, break it down and, you know, make, you know, take all the shots guy. Like he's definitely a great shooter and, and uh, um, a good offensive player, but um, he's more of a catch and shoot. And, and he's a, guy, he's yeah. a point guard. Yeah. He, he really is a point guard. Like he, um, you would think maybe he'd be able to score a little better at six, five, you know, than he does. But um, you know, he's just, it, it was pretty clear that he, he's, he's just not, uh, like like his his offensive ability isn't diverse enough to like to to carry that kind of a load. 
Um, you know, and, and his, I mean, his season shooting percentage is 30%, 31% from three, 44% from two. Uh, like he's getting to the line at a good rate. That's about the only thing that's saving his overall offensive rating. Um, and in conference, his offensive ratings around a hundred, you know, but like you said, his possessions, his usage is dipped. Um, shooting has come up a little bit on twos. Now it's gone down on threes. Um, but again, getting to the line quite a bit. So yeah, that's going to be the key for us. I think is, you know, keep him off the line. Don't let him get those easy free points, uh, you know, and, and, and make, make some other guys beat you. Um, I'm not sure who, uh, who the guys are that are, that are beating people these days. Cause they're, they're playing, you know, they, they have played, like you mentioned a little bit better, uh, you know, beating USC, I think is the one that kind of makes your eyes pop. But I, I think we also are like, yeah, you know, USC is kind of prone to those things. Cause yeah, they're not, they're not the kind of, that well coached, you know, the so. high variance guy that always were, you know, I always worry about the variance guys, like the guys yep, that can, yep. like, is it like Jared Lucas, just cause he's such a good shooter. Um, he's a guy, you know, if you leave him open too much, like if you leave him open, he'll probably hit the three, like it, it like it's, you know, you're, you, he's a guy that can go like five or six from three and screw yep. you over. And he's, he's, he's good at getting the free throw line and is ridiculously good free throw shooter, <laughs> like 50 of yeah. 53 so far this yep. year, which is like a, like crazy. Yep. And he was 87% last year. So it's not a fluke. Um, so he's a guy that like, you just, you, you can't let shoot. Like, I mean, force him inside where he sucks. Like just don't foul. Just let like I, one of those guys, you just got to kind of force off the line and then let him shoot the mid range. And it's probably going to go a lot better for you. Like he's yeah. kind of that classic, uh, uh, I guess classic modern player, you know, all or nothing. Um, so yeah, the, again, uh, they're not super big. Um, they they play a lot of players. Uh, we'll see how like he seems to have kept this rotation, this like deep rotation, like into Pac-12 play. Uh, they're still probably playing. Ten, what one two three four five six seven eight guys so well, i guess that's eight but then there's like another two or three that still might play but um i think probably what you're gonna see most likely is a couple six ten guys that rotate out um kalu was uh pretty solid if i remember against wsu the first time but he's he's pretty inefficient uh looks like a guy that wsu can hold down offensively um maybe pick on a bit defensively because he doesn't block a lot of shots um that could be a guy that maybe fa could have a good game against as well because they're kind of roughly similar in terms of size and strength uh but fa is uh more athletic because uh you know he's more athletic than most people um so maybe this is another game where fa can can come through and and just uh bonton wasn't great against them the first time like he wasn't really good against them the first time. So if, if we can get bonds on playing well against Oregon state this time, um, I, you know, I'd feel good about their chances. Uh, you know, Oregon state isn't great. Like they've, they, uh, they don't force a lot of turnovers, um, and they don't turn the ball over very much, but they don't force a lot of turnovers. So you, you hope that maybe that can take our turnovers down a little bit. They're, they're, uh, they're they're the best team at defending three pointers in conference play. Them in Oregon, uh, that's always like to me that 
we've talked about this a lot. Like, I don't know how much, like what that means, you know, like it, I, they, it, 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 that, that just means to me, like it could, they could hold you down from three or it could just go crazy and, and you could still like hit a normal percentage and it doesn't really matter. Cause like, it's either the best teams give up like 31% and like the average is 34%. So it's like, what is that? Like, uh, like it, maybe like half a three a game. So okay, it doesn't really make much of a difference. So if that's like the linchpin. Oh, and the funny thing is, Jeff, you talked about Oregon being the, the worst free throw defense team. Wayne Tinkle has it figured out. Ugh. Oregon State is the best defensive free throw team. Uh, so watch out, Cougs. Um, maybe there's maybe they're just really good at fouling the worst free throw shooters on the team. So maybe could be. Maybe they're just going to be it's hacking possible. Deshaun and you know, just like it's possible. Uh, it's but possible. yeah, so I, you know, they beat him once. I I don't see this being the same sort of grinder that that one was. Uh, I mean, I do in terms of possessions, but I think the offenses will both be – well, I think WSU's offense will be better. Um, Maybe Oregon State's offense will be better too, but if WSU can be better on offense than they were in the first game, I, I like their chances. Yeah. I, I mean, it feels like a coin flip type game. Yeah. You know, I mean – uh, Ken Palm predicts it as a two point win for Oregon state, 42% of the, or sorry, 60, 58, captain math, 58% of the time for the Beavers, um, which, you know, might seem like if you're, if you're sitting there thinking like, wow, that seems like heavily towards it's, it's not heavily towards the Beavers. That's anything between like 40 and 60 is, is pretty much a coin flip. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you're right there. It's, you know two evenly matched teams. So, uh, you know, I, I would not be surprised by, by really either outcome here, uh, at all. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's a team, I'm not gonna say it's a team we should beat, but I'm definitely gonna say it's a team we could beat. Let's say in the, in and the first I'd feel good if we did in the first game, Jackson was almost a non-factor. He played nine minutes and he yep. really was still, yep. That's, that's, he should have him now. Cause they can run that, those two bigs frontline bigs where, Oregon State's only running one big really at a time, one one like true big, like a six ten big. So they're they're gonna have two six tens on the floor and Oregon State's not. Um that's that and before they didn't do that. FA played the five against Oregon the first game and, and Yakamovsky played the four. So this is you're gonna have Yakamovsky or Rodman at the three, and then you're gonna have FA and Jackson at the four and five. That that's gonna make a difference. I mean, and Koontz played twenty nine yep. minutes in the first game. Like, and he wasn't yeah. like he wasn't bad, but it's still like, he's not even gonna play it in this game. Let's be honest. Like, yeah, he didn't didn't play like, against. He might Washington. play, but he he's it's 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 probably gonna be dictated by fouls. So like the the rosters are different. I mean, and and like I said, like I I think largely the say, you're gonna see a lot of the same guys that Oregon State played in the first game, but they're they're kind of doing a better job at distributing the shots and stuff and and they they held ethan thompson down in the first game i think they could probably do that again i noah's gonna cut him and we'll see you know we'll see how he does with that and so uh i i think like if wsu can get to like one if wsu gets to one point per, per possession in this game they're gonna win like i i feel pretty confident about that yeah yeah, so I'd if Bonton instead of shooting four for eighteen shoots seven for eighteen, that, let's you know that that's pretty good. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm with you. Win the game. I just want you to win yeah. the game. All right. 
And get get a sweep so we can go bonkers and have a two part episode. Yeah, and so we're we're already at uh, almost an hour and a half, and we've only talked about <laughs> men's basketball. Let's let's run. we'll be back on Friday with other thoughts. No, no we won't. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, we, we don't have time for that shit. Uh, come on. Uh, so what do you want to talk about? Let's let's believe. So uh, women's hoops. Well, okay. That yeah, women's hoops. Rough, uh, that was a bummer. They, they had to play Stanford wow. twice. That sucks. They're still. Uh, bracketology predicted ninth on ESPN or like a nine seed on ESPN. So really yep. like, yep. feel good about a nine. Like seed. we said before, they just got to rack up wins. Um, and they have, uh, UCLA and USC. So they have a chance for uh good wins this weekend. Yeah. Um, especially UCLA. Yeah. And you definitely, definitely got to, we beat that, uh, get that USC game, I think for sure. But, um, if they could, yep. if they could sweep this weekend, things are looking very, very good. Obviously they, nearly beat each team on the road so you, you can hope that they can turn that around uh at home obviously hopefully start better than they did in both of those games yeah. um well actually yeah. it was more of the in in usc it was more of a third quarter swoon but but let's let's not go into the fourth quarter with a double digit uh deficit and see what happens <laughs> no no, no let's right. not do it i, I agree that's a bad plan. Uh, by the uh, Charlie's Ledger Walker uh, was a nomination for Sports Star of the Year in Seattle. Um, I'm kind of wondering what freshman athlete at WSU has ever had, especially in a team sport, had quite the impact that she has had. Like, it's very impressive. Um, but, yeah, so uh, obviously we're just running out of time here, but I wanted to give them a shout-out. Uh yeah. I mean, it was a bummer. Like yeah. Stanford's really Stanford really is good. so Stanford man, is so just, stacked. Like ugh. it's crazy, uh, man. I I can't believe they lost two games. Like I can't they're believe so they good. lost those two games. They must have just been like bored. I don't know. Like they're so like they. I think they very much were in their minds were like, we have never lost to WSU, and we're sure as fuck not going to lose to WSU now. And uh, they just defensively, uh, they shut down uh, Charlie's and because like you saw the the ripple effect of that you know um but no other team has been able to so far so hopefully uh she can get back on track this weekend and you know let's pick up pick up some wins let's let's get some good yep. good good vibes going again um so got a shout out to the volleyball team they're uh three and one to start the uh season so the uh the uh volleyball is doing a spring season where uh, you travel to a team and you just play both their games. So they split with Oregon at home the first se- uh, weekend. And then this weekend they went down to Arizona state and took them out twice. Uh, really thriller, thriller of a, a comeback five set win on a Friday. And then on Sunday uh, they, um, I mean, it may have been Thursday, Saturday. I get in my, Oh no, it was Thursday, Saturday. Yeah. Um, so Saturday they came through and just, uh, they lost the first set and they just completely dominated the last three sets to, to beat Arizona state. So a nice sweep. And now they're ranked 24th, which is, uh, just like an impressive program. They're mostly sophomores and, uh, and, and one of their better, uh, outside hitters is a, is a six, five freshman, uh, uh, Bethany Dalton, I want to say, is her name. Uh, um, so, um, and Timmer is just a very impressive uh, kind of all-around player. Uh, I've learned, Jeff. I don't know how many of you watch. Like uh, these, uh, the the kind of the the hitter from the back line has become like very prevalent in in volleyball apparently, and it's like a strategy. So Timmer will be playing in the back line, but they'll be setting up for her for the uh, for the kill quite often and. 
I don't know, man. It's I I think volleyball is super fun to watch. So it's been it's fun been fun following them and uh, following the program. So hopefully that keeps yeah. going. It is super fun to watch. Uh, I definitely am not watching it closely enough to make any judgments about strategy. So well, I will say uh, I will trust you no, on that. I will one. say like I, I I'm not going to take the credit for that. There was a um a guy that called uh the WSU uh that called the uh, WSU Oregon matches for Pac-12 Network. And he was really good. It was only him. And you could tell he's just... Yeah, a, I know which guy just, you're talking about. He's really good. He's just a volleyball head. And uh, yeah. and and he was just really enjoying it. And he was doing a really good job of explaining these things. So um, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, football schedule. We can complain about the fact that we are going to skip a home Apple Cup. Yeah, that sucks. Screw that. <sighs> Like it sucks big time. I, I guess they're just trying to get back on the same cadence, but it sucks for I, those of us. I that... imagine, I imagine non-conference schedule plays into it because they get scheduled based off of how many uh, home well, yeah. road pack 12 games there are. So I, Cause I, WSU would have, I had, imagine they couldn't, flip if, if they would have had the same yeah, schedule, if they would have had a, a 2020, uh, home road Pac-12 schedule along. They would have had eight home games. So that right. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, Pullman would love that if there was fans allowed. They'd be yeah. like, "Yeah, please, we need one to make up." But but then the following year you'd have like five. Yeah. So you know. So and I know I know for a fact WSU, you know, plans out their future schedules to try and have uh, seven home yep. games every year. Yep. Like that's that's the goal is to have seven home games every year. Um, which they don't always succeed at, but that's what they're always trying for. So I, I assume that's why they didn't flip anything, but they also could have, they could have, you know, f- at least done the the rivalry game and said, okay, you know, we can flip that with another game where, you know, that's a road game and that's a home game and, you know, switched them. So like, for example, you know, I mean, would we have been super sad if we flip flop Washington and Oregon State? Next year, no. where let's go play at Oregon. Oh let's no, we play in Corvallis. We play again. Oregon State on the road twice. Oh no, but in order to get a, a home Apple Cup back, like that would have been really nice. Um, I don't think anybody would have complained about that, but and and it wouldn't have messed up, you know, anybody's anybody's schedule. But you know, whatever. I don't know. It's you know, Maybe it, it is what it is. Oregon State's schedule. I I don't know. Maybe they would have ended up with eight home games. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess that's possible. That deeply. But I don't know the Pac-12, you know they they're they're not they're not all about like trying to solve problems. Uh, so whatever, I guess. Yeah, and we we'll we'll dig more into the schedule. We'll it's going to be in- fun to play Utah yeah. three years in a row in Salt Lake City. Yeah, great, that's fun. What Yay. what an easy play, easy and fun place to play. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll, very cool. We'll dig more into that. You know, especially when there's dates. Um, Yep. I mean, there's already there's three dates, but not the Pac-12 dates. Uh, yeah, um, I guess that's uh, all. We ran through that pretty quickly, so good job. Yeah, uh, this is mostly a men's hoops podcast uh, today. Yeah, <laughs> um, for this one. But yeah, sorry, you know, when uh, hopefully we'll. That's have... what happens when you beat Washington, man. Like yeah. that, that's that is what it is, you know. Yeah. And plus, you know, Jeff and I nerd out over that. So, um, yeah. yeah so uh, give us a, a, a five-star rating on your favorite service. Uh, leave a leave a review. 
Um, we have some funny negative reviews. I'll, I'll get to uh, next week, um, uh, which have been funny. But but don't leave a negative review. Um, if you leave a bad review, like if you want to leave a negative review, feel free. But uh, just leave a five star rating with it. Um, <laughs> Be like five stars. This show sucks. Yes, that that's fine. I, hate this I, don't, show. I don't care. Five stars. I don't. I don't care. If you want to do that, I will laugh all day. Um, but we like the five star ratings. They make us show up more, and when people search for WSU podcasts and, and sports podcasts and stuff like that, so uh, if yep. you do us a solid and rate, that would be nice. Um, and also tell your friends, tell your Coog friends uh, about the podcast. That would be nice as well. Um, uh, you know, uh, people aren't listening to podcasts as much right now. Um, we'd like more people to listen to our podcast. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, or, or maybe yeah, not. I don't nice. know. Uh, maybe I don't want to be uh, people holding me accountable for what I say. Uh, um, maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you uh, want to follow us on Twitter, got Pod versus Everyone. Pod vs Everyone is Jeff, and at the Craig Powers is me. Um, if you uh, want to email us, we love those. We didn't get any this week, so I don't have any to read. But yeah. uh, that's podcastvseveryone at gmail.com. Podcastvseveryone at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, whatever. Um, I love them. I love reading them. Um, we'll probably read your – if you have questions, we'll do them online uh, on the on the podcast. I know uh, we still had a request to talk about the QB situation. We'll get to that. Don't worry. We'll get to it. Um but yeah, so uh, that's it. That's all. Let's get more hoops wins. I want to see four hoops wins this weekend. It would be just great. Let's let's do that. That would be rad. I'd be down with that. All right, go Cougs, Jeff. Go Cougs, Craig. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter.